Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. This is the fifth and final preview for the Euros and today we're focusing on Germany. Joining me on the pod, we have a special guest who refers to himself as the German Hobbit, originally from Bavaria but now residing here in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, it's a pleasure to have him on. Let's give a big herzlich uh, willkommen to Andreas. How's it going, buddy? Hey, hey, thank you very much, Reese. <laughs> That's a very nice opening. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Just a, a disclaimer there for the listeners. So, Andreas is actually the second person this week who's uh, received a, a random ad <laughs> on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, thanks, mate, for uh, accepting the ad and also um, joining us on uh, short notice. So, I really do appreciate ah, it. It's, it's a pleasure. It's, it's good fun uh, to do those uh, things. <laughs> yeah, as you know, on my Facebook group, um yeah I, I like to be uh, involved in such uh fun uh, exercises <laughs> yeah so for the listeners out there who follow our instagram page and they will see a snippet of uh this video here you may recognize andreas's face he's no stranger to uh the public eye he's featured on the news a, a few times more recently in 2018 will cap a news piece by chris chang of will people I'm a bit gutted, to be honest with you, mate, that you're not wearing the, the German wig right now. <laughs> not yet. Um, yeah, I've been quite busy with my newborn, um, so I'm a bit late preparing everything in my home, uh, which I will do over this weekend, wearing my wig and turning my whole place again into uh, football uh, yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I remember that quite vividly, actually. And um, while looking at the, the group that you've you've made on Facebook... I, yeah. Watching that video, it just made me laugh so much because I remember watching it on the news. And um, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was, basically, it was your colleagues, right, from work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so, I, so, so, I, I kind of started the whole Facebook group back in 2016, but obviously with the World Cup winning in 2014, um, I thought, oh, it's good to have some group where we can coordinate it a little bit better. Um, and, and Chris, I knew him back from those days already. Um, so he said, yeah, let's do some opening. Which was like, yeah, cool. So we got a couple of friends from my work uh, into my apartment <laughs> and had a little fun session uh, together. Um, and of course, it was very bad when, when Germany lost, really. Um, I knew that I'd get a phone call from him and say, hey, we still need to do a story about it. I said, yeah, okay, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, mate, I, um, I often run the office sweepstakes. I ran the one back in uh, 2018 and... Uh, Let's just say I rigged it a little bit. And I ended up with Germany because I genuinely thought the Germans would do well at that World Cup. They, they usually do anyway, but I thought, you know, I'm from Germany. Yeah. And the other one was, um, uh, I think it was Peru. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> turns out Peru did better than Germany. But um, yeah, that's definitely the last time I'm running the, the sweet stick, I tell you. So let's uh, go from the start, mate. So um, you're, you're all the way from Bavaria? Yes, I'm originally from a very small uh village with 5,000 population. Um, it's about 150 kilometers north from Munich. So really in heart of Bavaria. Um, and I decided to move over to New Zealand back in 2009. Um, I did my work and travel here in 2007 and fell just during my work and travel, fell in love with New Zealand like so many other foreigners. <laughs> um, and the reason why I chose New Zealand was pretty much... Um, my wife would say, oh, I know the story now so well. Uh, three reasons, really. My, my brother 
I didn't want to follow his footsteps. Uh, he worked and lived in, in a lot of English speaking countries. Um, uh, and I said, no, I'm the little brother. I don't want to follow him <laughs> to all these other countries. Um, the other reason my English um, teacher, he taught German in New Zealand for a couple of years. Wow. And nearly every English lesson he talked about New Zealand, how great the people were and everything, which is 20, 30 years ago. So a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, and that's stuck in my head. And last but not least, yeah, a lot of the rings been released back in 2001. And I said, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good place to be and check out after all my studies and, and, and working in Germany. So, yeah, since November 2009, I've been living here in New Zealand. Uh, it's a great place to be. And I love it here. Oh, awesome. What do you um, miss most about Germany? Uh, hmm, what do I miss most? Uh, I guess sometimes the food. Um, it's good to see there are a couple of restaurants and places opening up in German bakeries. Um, obviously, when you are locating into another, moving to another country, you, you do look for some of those places. <laughs> um, I do cook from time to time um, that food as well. Uh, I guess my mom did a good job teaching me some of it. But let's be honest, everybody can read a recipe. So if you follow the <laughs> recipes, you can't really mess it up. Am I right to assume that your club is Bayern Munich? That is correct, okay. yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's another point uh, I'd say I, I miss definitely, the uh, football atmosphere. Um, yes, New Zealand is improving a little bit, but with the fans um, in Europe in the football stadiums, it's just a, you, you, you can't compare that to any other sports atmosphere really um, <laughs> i feel your pain <laughs> so what's your first memory or earliest memory of football uh i guess a big one was um the uh well, 1990 i was just seven years old when <laughs> germany won the world cup um, but i do remember that a little bit um and then since then i just hooked on and watched and played football in my own little club in, in, back home in Germany. Uh, but I always, because I was in a village, uh, I always had to play the, the upper leagues uh, with the older people. I wasn't the biggest type of uh, guy uh, back then. So it was always a bit of struggle, but I just enjoyed playing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite player growing up? Actually, Jürgen Klinsmann, um, which was um, quite nice that he became the 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 other national coach for the preparation of 2006 in Germany World Cup, which was pretty cool. Um, and that was amazing memories as well. Um, I got lucky. I got uh, tickets for two games and one was Australia against Brazil and the other one, oh, I can't remember that one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Brazil against Australia, that was uh, in the uh, Allianz Arena in Munich. Oh, so wow. it was really good. Uh, experience and good fun and I think Brazil won 2-0 um, so well done for them <laughs> it was just a shame that we didn't reach the final uh, unfortunately Italy did a little bit better in that semi-final but it was a yeah a tough one to lose <laughs> but it can only get better and hey we know how the story ended in 2014 which was amazing um, and even 2008 2010 and 2012 European Championship I think Germany did pretty well since the 2006 um so that was obviously the cherry on top 2014 so you moved here in 2009 um so in that between period of 2009 and 2014 um how did yeah. you follow german football um 
well, it was quite tricky. Um, Sky Sport didn't really, well, even nowadays, they still don't show a lot um, from the German football. Um, so I guess you have just uh, the options of some websites you sign up for. Um, so you can watch some live games from time to time and then highlights. Um, so it's not limited range, unfortunately. And what um, drove you to set up your own fan group? Um, well, that was when when I yeah arrived and we had the World Cup in South Africa in 2010. Um, and uh, a friend of mine, he was a kind of a, a hardcore Bayern Munich fan. He knew all the fan course and everything, which was awesome. Um, and we started it in 2010 here in the Auckland pubs, Fox Sports Bar, etc. And, and and it was fun because a lot of Kiwis had no idea. Obviously, all the international foreigners, they, they did their own chantings, which was great. So it was nice, fun, healthy rivalry, which was really cool. Um, so we had a big bunch of people, um, which was good. And then 2012, 2014, uh, again, great success. And then after the World Cup in 2014, I was okay, hey, we don't really have anything to coordinate it a bit better. Um, so there's some people, they created their random events and I thought, okay, well, I just created um, and then post mainly just about yeah, German national team um, stuff um, and then create the events now. With Fox Sports, we have a kind of a long relationship, really, since 2010. Um, and yes, they're still doing pretty good and it's still a good place to be, really. It's in the heart of the city. Um, a lot of people can go there in the morning and then afterwards straight back to work. <laughs> or not, depending... <laughs> how the team um, played. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So uh, are you going there on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, possibly. I'm still working on that. Um, but probably not this time um, because my little one, um, yeah, he's just four months old. <laughs> so I have to work on that. But when, when we get further in the stages, I'm probably, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's... Uh, it's a good time, so I look forward to it. <laughs> so this time I will probably watch it just with a very good friend. And he's French, so it's good. Uh, most likely just here at my apartment again. How do you feel the Mannschaft's going to go then? Oh, the Mannschaft... Uh... Not so sure, really. Obviously, we know the track record, except 2018. That was a rare occasion, really. Uh, we've done really well and went deep into the tournament, quarters and semis, quite on a regular basis. So hopefully we can reach that again. I wish at least semifinal. Um, that would be good. But Bayern Munich did so well this season uh, and um, other German clubs too uh, on the European football so I guess we are top four again but I wouldn't count them as the number one do you feel that you know when you've got um, Jochen Lowe like this is his last tournament you know yes. he, he wants to go out on a high like do you feel that there's something there burning inside of them from two years ago or the disappointment from more than three years ago now actually 2018 yeah, so, actually, yeah. yeah so do you feel that disappointment at the World Cup is going to fire them to to do a lot better this time around um, I hope so. <laughs> I, I really hope so. Um, and I guess it was a good move, uh, in my opinion. Um, I'm not the greatest football expert. I'm sure there's a lot of more 
knowing more about it <laughs> in detail. Um, but I think it was a wise move to bring uh, Thomas Müller and Mats Hummels back into the team um, because they both had an outstanding season uh, with their own clubs. So, and they have a lot of experience and, and still Tony Kroos being on board as well. So I think they still have a lot of hunger and perhaps really want to make the 2018 forget very fast. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish they win, but I'm not so overly confident on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, because um, I was talking to an Italian guy uh, the other day, and like he's in the same boat as you. Are. Like They don't really... It's a weird one, because everyone's focused on France and England right now, but yeah. you've got... Italy and Germany, I think they're the dark horses because they've won stuff in the past, right? So yes. you know what it's like. So it's not going to be a surprise to your players when you get to lockout stage, you know? So yes. I just feel that the, as you said with the players you mentioned um, just now, like you've got experience. You've got a lot of uh, young players coming through who are yeah. good players. So there's no reason why Germany can't do well. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, psychologically, you've got a lot of, um, I don't know, I, I Particularly if you play England, right? I'm not sure if you're predicting that, but if, I think if you play England, you've got that edge over uh, them. I guess we have a good track record there. <laughs> Apart from the time when it mattered back in 1966. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I wasn't even born then, but I've heard it every day since um, then. Yeah. So. But I, I think we got lucky there. <laughs> <laughs> So let's look at your prediction then. Um, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, so Go for group it. A, um, I would say, yeah, Italy should finish on top. Possibly Switzerland, number two, then Turkey, number three, Wales, number four. Yeah. I know Wales with Gareth, they have one very good player. But yeah, I don't think they can do too much. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. So good. Um, group B, um, yeah, I'd say Belgium. I think they are the main favorite for this tournament. Um, they did pretty well also during the qualifying in the European League. Um, Denmark, number two. Um, Russia and then Finland. Group C, I'd say Netherlands and a bit of surprise, North Macedonia. Um, they seem not too bad. And you, then Ukraine and then Austria. Then Group D, I'd say, yeah, England. So that's good. <laughs> Top of the group. Uh, Czech Republic, then Croatia, and then Scotland, because I just read the news that Croatia is struggling quite a bit. So uh, yeah, let's put them <laughs> a bit further down. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think they will do too well. <laughs> um, group E, Poland, number one, I would see. Um, with Lewandowski doing really well obviously one person can't really do it but he had an outstanding season so and it's probably his last really big tournament um, he may do the World Cup next year but yeah, we'll see um, Spain number two even they struggle a bit too I think they have a couple of Corona cases so I'm not sure how they will be in shape and Sweden and Slovakia and then Group F I'd say well, I am German, so I have to put Germany as number one. Yeah, I like it. That's <laughs> it. You're the, group. You're the first person that's backed their own country this whole week. <laughs> this is the fifth yeah, interview I've mean, had. Fifth interview, yeah. and you're the first one to back them. Well done. 
at <laughs> least in the group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then France, number two, and then Portugal, and then Hungary. Um, yes, it's cool that Hungary is part. They haven't actually participated for a very long time. Um, I'm sure they are uh, very hungry and, and eager to do well, but yeah, I'm not sure if the, that's, I think group F is the toughest group. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at that first game, you've got the French now. Yeah. Like, how big a game was that? Like the first game of the tournament. Except oh, against them. It's like a final. I guess yeah. it's a, it's a great um, start into the tournament and it will show how well either side will do um, for the rest of the tournament. Um, I hope it will be a game with lots of goals really on both sides, it's not just a uh, yeah, zero game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm happy to have a 3-2 or, or 4-3 or whatever. Um, yeah. Lots of goals is always nice. And, and both teams have very good strikers, um, So, but also very good goal, goalkeepers. Um, it's Manuel Neuer. Um, uh, we have still a fantastic goalie. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, though, I, I I can't believe he's the first and only German goalkeeper to get over 100 caps. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Oliver Kahn didn't reach that. No. Um, and, and he was a fantastic one. Mm. How did they call him? The, the Titan? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember him in that um, 2002 World Cup final against Brazil. A great oh, yeah, performance. Like, I know you lost 2-0, but a yeah. brilliant performance from Oliver Kahn. Oh, yeah, throughout the whole yeah. tournament, yeah. Yeah, yeah brilliant <laughs> performance. So you've uh, you got the French first. Who's your second game? Well, Portugal will be a tough one as well. Yeah. Is Cristiano Ronaldo still on board? Um, Hungary, I guess, should be uh, an easy win. Um, but, hey, nothing is really easy in, in such big locations. It comes down to that first um, game, doesn't yeah, it, really? <laughs> if we lose against France or Portugal, it's not as bad as against Hungary. So hopefully we can do well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least this time you can go through the tournament if you finish third. Yes, so. <laughs> that's key. Don't repeat 2018. Uh, <laughs> it's go go back to 2018, by the way, while we're at it. <laughs> um, like, What was going in your mind when you played... Um, South Korea? South Korea, yeah. The deciding yeah. game. It, the, we, we hoped it was the second game against Sweden where where, we, where Tony Kroos had that uh, late goal, um, the free kick, which was on that time a really nice free kick last minute. So you thought that's the ignition <laughs> to ignite the flame, kind of. And all right, all good. We're back on track. And then last game, South Korea, everybody... I guess expected, yeah, that should be a good win. Um, but yeah, they somehow had a very bad day. Uh, as you know, in sport, you, you do have such days. Um, I think quality wise, they should have won because of the players, but they just yeah, didn't perform well together on that day, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you surprised that Joachim Lowe was able to stay on after that tournament? Um, well, he did so well over the years. Um, so I, I'm not a fan of just because now it's one. Yeah, it was a really bad performance, but then yeah, sending him off straight away. Um, it, over the years in a lot of sports, it has become the norm. Um, where I, I do actually appreciate, uh, I think the UK league is a bit more 
reliable and, and hold on to their uh, trainers for a little bit longer. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's good that he survived that. Um, and yeah, despite of not doing really good in the European League or Euro League either, and some friendly games were pretty bad. I think Spain we had a bit of trouble. Bad one too. I think it's good that he gets the opportunity to um, fix everything again and, and go on, go out on a high note, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And then it's well deserved. He's, he's still did a fantastic achievement over those years. Yeah. Now, fair enough. I, I, I appreciate the, the loyalty that uh, your FA is giving a lot of other countries when have done the same. Ah, yeah. And yeah, loyalty is in a lot of, yeah, nowadays gone <laughs> very far. <laughs> um, While we're on the topic of loyalty, um, so you're, you know, you, the German clubs, you've got a, a unique system over there with a 51-49 rule. Now, when the whole news about the Super League came out, like how, how proud were you, first of all, that neither, or, you know, the big two German yeah, clubs, Bayern yeah. and, and Dortmund, you know, we, how proud were you that they stuck to the guns and, didn't entertain the idea of joining the Super League. Yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah, I, I'm proud of, uh, about that decision, um, and it was good that they um, yeah, stood against it. Really, against that <laughs> idea. Um, yeah, it's always nice to have something new and different, but just creating a bigger league to make more money and then getting giving less to the smaller clubs on long term, it's not really feasible. Um, so I think, yeah, it was good and I'm glad that it didn't go through that whole new Super League. Yeah. Uh, it's good with that experience with the Euro 2020 to have it in across Europe. Um, on one end, I guess it's a great opportunity for a lot of countries who may not or probably never get the chance to host, um, such a big tournament. At least they can now a couple of games. Um, and with the whole COVID times, yeah, it is logistics, um, extremely difficult to organize all that. So already my, my respect to all the people involved making that tournament happen, because I think that's a mammoth, um, yeah, project really to do that. And, and it's good because after the whole COVID, it's good to have some big football tournaments yeah. happening again. Um, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Germans, uh, you host the next one, don't you? Uh, oh, that one, yes, yeah. Well, I'm happy with that. Um, perhaps <laughs> my little one is old enough and we can go there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's old enough by then, three years old. Yes, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so, um, is a boy, yeah? Yes, he's a so, boy. So, uh, you're gonna raise your boy, uh, to support the Mannschaft or the All Whites? Um, probably the Mannschaft. Yeah, um, blame you. All Whites. Yeah, definitely we go to some games if there's the opportunity. Um, if they do play in the next four years. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends a bit on the government how rich they are. <laughs> All their rules at the moment. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely we will support the All Whites too. But, um, and continuing helping them to have different chances chance yeah. <laughs> um, that's where they have to improve not just saying all rights all rights yeah. <laughs> uh, why, why you mentioned chance there so like the german fans they're just from what i've heard it's like it's a great experience to go watch not, not just bundesliga games but any the support 
this fanatical and the experience as a whole. I think the Germans have got like down to a T. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the big bonus is that most of the stadiums are full um, with people and not half empty like in some other countries. But I think UK is pretty good on that side too. Um, it's key to have a lot of people there um, to, to create the atmosphere. Uh, it's good for the players. It's good for the people. Um, I, I'm glad that there's not too many hooligans and, and idiots. Uh, you have them everywhere, unfortunately. Um, who turn or misuse the, the laugh to the sport with their own stupid agendas. Um, but yeah, now overall, I think it's a great atmosphere. A wheat beer. <laughs> I bought one and I drink that one for that session. <laughs> <laughs> so what brand is that beer? Uh, that's just a Kronbacher, okay. uh, which you can get on pretty much most supermarkets here, yeah. which is good. Uh, it's another thing I miss sometimes, the, the range of German beers here. Um, but it's improving, so <laughs> some, takes, <laughs> uh, some things take a bit of time here. <laughs> so, hey, what's your thoughts on Oktoberfest being celebrated here in New Zealand? Um, I like it. Um, I think the German Chamber of Commerce, they did pretty well in, uh, with the last one down at the um, Wireduct. Um, they they prepared it in a quite nice way and the atmosphere was pretty good. Um, so, hey, it, it's a great event and, and it brings people together from all over the world. And it doesn't matter where you celebrate it. Obviously, Oktoberfest in Munich is the home. Um, and it's great to go there. Um, I've been only once um, because we have so many similar festivals around uh, Germany at the similar or more in the summer times. Um, so it's nothing too special for us Germans, I guess. Um, but now being in another country um, and then having such events is always great. Um, so I dress up and, and go there, have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing you've got the real stuff. You've not got the, some cheap later hosing from Look Sharp. You've got the real deal. Yes, I got the real deal. Um, yeah. And they last for ages. So the, the beauty or the secret is actually you, you never really wash the real leather pants, uh, the leather hosing. Um, <laughs> so so when, when you get drunk over the years and you spill a bit of beer, well, that's just a part of the smell then, really. Um, <laughs> That's the traditional way. But there might be the occasions you've got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's awesome. Thank you for the input there. Because I've always wanted to know what a true Bavarian thinks about Oktoberfest here in New Zealand. <laughs> nah, it, it's good. It's good that they do it. Um, yeah. And it's good. A lot, a lot of people come and enjoy it. It's it's a bit disappointing that they all wear them the the cheap, uh, yeah, look sharp stuff like you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> because there's enough websites and stores where you can get the chain and original um, gear as well, uh, and I think it's worth buy. Um, you don't need to go the to the crazy pricing, um, but a decent one is not too expensive, and they last for 10, 15 years really. So it's not a big investment from that point. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the round of 16. So uh, yeah. let's go through your picks then. All righty. Um, so my round of 16, the first game would be Belgium against Sweden. Um, so I'd say Belgium would win that one. 
Um, the next game would be Italy against North Macedonia. Italy would win that one. Uh, then Germany against Turkey. That would be then Germany. I would still think that they can win that game. Um, then the next one would be Czech Republic against Spain. Um, yeah, I would go for Spain. Um, even with the COVID issues they have, I, they have a very good team still. So they, they should be able to get into the next round. Um, then Poland against Russia. Um, I wish Poland to get into the next stage. And then England against France, which is a tough one, really. Um, I did uh, vote for France. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it out there for the listeners. So huge disclaimer, guys. I, I've dropped the ball on this one. So throughout this whole week, I thought that the, the third place team in Group F will play England. But that's not the case. It's actually the runner up from Group F will play England or the winner of Group D. So uh, sorry, guys, that muck up all your predictions. And if anyone's put any money based on my prediction, you're not getting a refund, okay? So the TAB (laughs) ain't going to refund you for that. But um, sorry, mate, carry on. Um, So, yeah. And then the next one would be Netherlands against Portugal. I would say Netherlands this time. And Switzerland against Denmark. Um, I would go for Denmark at this stage. Um, So, yeah, that would be then the quarterfinals. Um, quarterfinals, yeah, Belgium against Italy then. Um, so I would go for uh, Belgium. Um, then Germany against Spain. I think we will do a bit of revenge uh, for the bad loss against Spain. <laughs> so we win that game. And then Poland against France. Um, so France would win that one. And then Netherlands against Denmark. I'd go for Netherlands. Um, and then we are in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, so Belgium against Germany. And yeah, there I'd say Belgium will have the upper hand. Really? This time. Um, I know I should root for my own country, but not always. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it will be a very tough game um, if they really end up in that. I, mean, I, I think Belgium might have the upper hand this time. And then the other semifinal, France against Netherlands. Um, yeah, France would win that one. And final, Belgium against France. And then I would root for uh, Belgium, simply because they've never really won a big title. Um, and it would be great to have a new country winning the title and not always the, the same old thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I almost believe that you're going to back your team all the way there. I almost believe that. <laughs> almost, yeah. Why yeah. is no one going to back their team as Euros? Come on. In the group stage, I did at least. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. I didn't start, so you think that Germany will win the group? You... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think whoever wins that group will go on to, to win it. Good chance, I guess, yeah. And probably France, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just want to see Germany finish second. You know why? Because if you finish second, you're playing England. And that's brilliant for me because I know that the Germans won't let me down. They will beat England at Wembley, yeah, that, which would be brilliant. Yeah, that, that would be tough. Uh, um, yeah. That, yeah, that game that's in the first knockout stage, it's a top game already. And yeah. you know what? Early if you stage. do play England, if you do play England, I hope it goes to penalties. I really do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, video assist now, actually? Oh, they are. Yes, they do. 
They do this time, eh? Yeah, yes, okay, they do. Yeah. Good. Well, then at least we, we, we should be able to have no more uh, <laughs> variances on that or de debates, <laughs> discussions. <laughs> oh, you're talking Is about 2010. 2010 with Frank Lampard. Exactly. <laughs> so when you watch that game live, like I get the sense that you're a real honest person, but did you did you say it was uh, not across okay. the line? Nah, that was pretty bad. It was so <laughs> obvious, really. So I don't know how, how on earth you could really get that wrong. Yeah. Um, I guess it was good that Germany scored a few more goals. Um, but of course, that goal was, I think that was a 2-1. Yes, it um, was. Yeah. So you could always debate now, mm. but I guess the end result is 4-1, I believe. So oh, yeah, you hammered yeah. <laughs> So I guess on that point, Right. One to go less wouldn't count really much. <laughs> I hear that argument from English all the time, right? But you know, if you look back at 1966, that goal they scored in extra time against the Germans, yeah. the second goal from Jeff Hurst, it wasn't over the line, on the line. Yeah. If it, it was VAR <laughs> back then, no goal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It, it took a very long time to make that even again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Go back to the German football. I'm always I want to I want to ask a proper German about this question, right? So, you support uh, Bayern Munich now. Yes. What's your thoughts on RB Leipzig or Red Bull Leipzig? Yes. Yeah. Um, I know a lot. It's with the sponsors, and, and there's always the big debates. Um, I guess nowadays you don't need sponsors um, to make it well, and, and sponsors alone won't make a club great um, at the end of the day uh, the fans are the key really to make a club real um, fantastic um, and so for for Bayern, for Bayern Munich and, and it's good to have a, a new compet uh, competitor really uh, a serious competitor um, Dortmund's been there usually it's Dortmund um, and then you have the, some rare occasion of Leverkusen and some others um, but it's good to have some more competition and, and yeah, it seems like uh, Red Bull Leipz Leipzig is doing pretty well, they did, uh, had a really good season last uh, in the last run so it will be interesting how they challenge Bayern Munich and Dortmund in the next few years and, and hey, you need competition in, uh, yes, Bayern Munich did fantastic the previous season, not last season well, they did okay, but not so good in the Champions League this time um, But yeah, no, it's it's good. So you haven't got a problem with the fact that they've bought their way up to the top? Um, at the end, you you need the right people. Um, the money won't give you everything. Money won't make you happy. And, and you, I don't know, Manchester City, how much money they spent over the years and and how much success they actually had. Then, so if you put that in comparison, <laughs> so they've. Leipzig spent now a bit of money over the years, but already starting to see um, the success coming through. Um, and I think in the next few years, they will do better and better. I, mean, it's, I hope they can remain up there in the top. Um, I know all the, the big football fans, hard, hardcore fans, they will not like that. <laughs> I know that, guys. But hey, um, it's good to have good competition. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Interesting. Being a Bavarian, like, is it the same as being a Catalan in Spain? Like, do you, 
do you consider yourself German or Bavarian first? What what comes first to you? Oh, that's a classic question. Um, yeah, I think the Bavarians are quite proud. <laughs> uh, and sometimes we do that cheeky comment about Bavaria is Germany. Um, yeah, no, it's not like that, obviously. Um, it's great to be one united Germany. Um, but of course, I am proud to be Bavarian um, because we have some our own special traditions um, and I enjoy them but obviously there's some other traditions in other states they are all fun um, so yeah there's no difference really for me I'm through and through German and through and through Bavarian <laughs> so you're not wanting a, a separate Bavarian team in the World Cup next year no 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 I'm not that <laughs> I'm a bit more down to earth on this <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. so can I not change your mind and uh, get you to back Germany to win the whole thing? Um, oh, well, if, if you ask me like that, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say put money on it, but I feel I feel Wednesday, yeah. if you beat France, I'm going to message you. France, I'll, hunt you yeah. d- I'll hunt you down yeah. again. I'll tell you, mate, back yeah, up. Because yeah. <laughs> you beat France, I reckon that's you all the way to the semi-final at least. Yeah, that's yeah. I think so too. Um, and then yeah, we'll go from there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but for Yugi Lu, yeah, it would be a fantastic uh, finish, obviously, to his career. And and it's great also the new coach or ex Bayern Munich coach um, with Hansi Flick. That's I think a good move. Um, they know each other quite well, and I'm sure uh, he will do well over the next few years too. And what he did and achieved with Bayern Munich with uh, six titles in the one season and then last season, okay, it was only one, but it's still a, a massive achievement. <laughs> <laughs> What's the future, you think, for German football? Well, I guess they have their, you know, their structure in terms of youth academies and all that is in place. Yeah, may have. Uh, there's always room to improve, I, I guess. and But on long term... I think Germany will still remain uh, always under the favourite teams in all those tournaments, really. Um, I don't think that will change unless there's some major (laughs) (laughs) trophic event happening, which we all hope will never happen, really. (laughs) Corona, corona, I think, was a gentle warning from Mother Earth to the humanity. Um, And there may be more issues happening in future, but hey, uh, it's a good exercise to get ready for some of those issues. Um, since you've lived in New Zealand for a long time now, yeah. um, do you see some, like some comparisons between the Mannschaft and the All Blacks, how successful both teams have been over the years? Yes and no. I think in terms of fans, I think there's still a lot more to do for the All Blacks and for the, the Kiwi fans. Um, I, I very well remember the first rugby game I watched. It was actually France against the All Blacks. It was a friendly game back in 2007. Um, and this was the first rugby game ever I went and I arrived in the stadium, the game, people were a little bit shouting, not too much. Um, I said, okay, that's just at the beginning. It's not as crazy as in, in, in Germany or UK, for example, where they start one and a half hours earlier. Um, but then when, when the whistle, uh, yeah, or the game started, then everybody went silent. And I literally looked just left and right and said, what happened? <laughs> and I said, well, the game started. And I said, 
well, that's where you actually start. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very interesting atmosphere and experience for me. I was like, whoa, what, what, what happened there? Um, so, yeah, I think it has improved over the years. Um, but I think the Kiwis are, in, in terms of sport, um, the cheering and chanting, it's, they are a bit more, I don't know, polite <laughs> and don't want to go out of their skin and really root for their country or for the team. <laughs> um, not as crazy, I guess. Um, but hey, everybody's different. <laughs> Do you feel like um, from a playing perspective, you know, you, you've got anyone that wears that, you know, the white shirt for Germany yeah. and anyone that wears a black shirt of the All Blacks, like you feel that there's sort of an aura there that anyone that plays in that shirt, they know what the it means to play for the team and the history behind that. And because whenever I look at Germany, they're always a favorite for a reason because yeah. they're Germany, like the All Blacks are always a favorite because they're the yeah. All Blacks. So I just feel there's a there's some there's definitely a connection there. There is a connection, that's for sure, yeah. But I think uh, in terms of um, that, I think all picks are taking it a little bit to the next level um, with their, um, obviously with their opening uh, haka and ceremony usually. <laughs> that, that's just something amazing uh, and always pretty cool. Um, it would be actually fun to have that in, in other sports as well. <laughs> <laughs> just as an opening ceremony, but... It is something very special, and I guess that's what makes All Blacks very special. Um, um, I'm, I'm sure to a certain degree it does influence the game. Um, mm. Like in, in football, the fans can influence sometimes the games as well. They are the 13th men on the on the, on the field. Uh, for the All Blacks, I guess the opening <laughs> ceremony is part of that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're doing amazing. Uh, it's great how determined they are and, and the, the, the pride they have to play for the country um, and, and hope that will stay like that. So this is the question I've asked everyone this week. How would you define success for Germany in this tournament? Uh, well, you asked me earlier to <laughs> change my mind a little bit. So success is winning the World Cup, uh, the European Championship, I guess. And the World Cup. <laughs> it's just one year away. So. Why not both? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> just simply win both. Um, uh, um, just kidding, really. <laughs> um, yeah, semi-finals is good. Um, if they can reach final, that would be great. Um but yeah, I'm quite keen to actually have a new country winning the uh, okay. title. Um, I would like that actually. When are you going to get the wig out then? Um, yeah, on, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. For the game, seven a.m. Of course, I, I bring it out. Um, I put my gear on, and when my friend Matt comes over, then um, we'll have a nice banter on the couch and <laughs> uh, watch the game. <laughs> hey, and next time Chris Chan comes over, invite me, okay? <laughs> all right we'll do that <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll leave it there I've, um i understand you've got a newborn there so i don't take too much of your time but anyway thank you so much for coming on mate thank you very much it was a pleasure it was good fun <laughs> yeah awesome man and um yeah all the best yeah. for germany and hopefully uh yeah i reckon uh they've got something there you should back the team <laughs> all right <we'll> do. <laughs> <laughs> all good buddy thanks for coming all on right. mate 
And thank you for listening to another episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. Hope you enjoyed all these previews for the Euros. Uh, it's been a busy week, I'll tell you that, but I've enjoyed recording it for you guys. If you want to come on the mic during the tournament, then uh, send us a DM at the Exeter Trials on Instagram and uh, yeah, I'll get back to you. In the meantime, hope you enjoy the tournament, uh, regardless of what team you support. Let's hope that football is the winner at the end of the day and not let VAR referees ruin it for us. All right, have a good one. Kaki Tano, Alfie Desen.